Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. Ananias was a disciple of Jesus Christ who lived in the city of Damascus. All the believers in Damascus knew Ananias. They knew what a godly man he was, and they respected his genuine faith and his godly example. Ananias had heard of a devoted Jewish Pharisee in Jerusalem named Saul, who had tracked down people like himself, Jews that had put their faith in Jesus Christ, who just a few years earlier had been found guilty of blasphemy by the Jewish religious leaders and was then crucified by the Roman government. That same Jesus was said to have risen from the dead three days after he was buried. And now many Jewish people were not only declaring that this man Jesus was the Messiah, but that he was the Savior of all mankind. Of course, not all the Jews agreed with this idea, especially not the Jewish religious leaders who'd had Jesus crucified. Many of them believed that this new group of Jewish fanatics was a threat to their Jewish traditions and heritage. And this Pharisee named Saul was among those who viewed this new doctrine as a corruption of his faith. Ananias had heard multiple reports of how Saul had vigilantly pursued these followers of Jesus. He'd had them arrested, persecuted them, imprisoned them, and even executed some of them. Word was that Saul had been so successful in Jerusalem that many of the disciples of Jesus had left town. And since Saul felt that his mission was complete in Jerusalem, he was now on his way to Damascus with warrants from the chief priest to purge the synagogue there of these Jesus fanatics. Ananias knew one thing. If this man Saul really was coming to Damascus to deal with the followers of Jesus, he was a prime target. Every disciple of Jesus in Damascus knew Ananias. Sooner or later, this Saul of Tarsus would come busting down his door. While Ananias was prayerfully pondering all this, Jesus spoke to him in a vision. Ananias. He said, Behold, I'm here, Lord. The Lord said, I have a visit for you to make. Go down to Straight Street and find the house of a man named Judas. Knock on his door and ask for Saul of Tarsus. Saul is there praying. I've shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in to lay hands on him and pray for him that he'd get his sight back. Lord, I've heard a lot about this man, Saul. I've heard that he's done a lot of damage to your church in Jerusalem and he's come here to attack your followers in Damascus. Jesus said, Go and do as I said. I've chosen Saul to do great works for me, and in the process, he's going to endure a great deal of suffering himself. Obediently, Ananias got up and set out for Straight Street. Saul had been sitting in a room alone for three days. His eyes were still blinded from his vision of Jesus on the road to Damascus. There in that lonely darkness, He'd been trying to process what had happened. He had no appetite. He just sat there and pondered. His faith had been turned upside down. Everything he had believed was false was true. And the beliefs he'd been clinging to and fighting for had been shattered. All his acts of zeal and valor in the name of his faith, they were an assault against God. Saul didn't even know who he was now. And his future? He knew that Jesus was indeed the Son of God and that his full allegiance was to him. But where did that leave Saul? What would his purpose be now? It was sinking in that he'd belonged to this group of faithful followers of Jesus that he'd been persecuting. 
But would they even accept him? How could he expect to have any kind of relationship with them? They all knew who he was. Ananias found the house of Judas and he knocked on the door. The door opened. My name is Ananias. I'm here to see Saul of Tarsus. Yes, come in. We've been expecting you. Ananias followed the man down the hallway towards the room where Saul sat alone. He turned the corner into Saul's room and saw the ferocious persecutor sitting there helpless. Ananias could have been condescending. So, the big bad butcher isn't so tough anymore. He could have demanded an apology. I'll pray for you, Saul. But first, we're going to talk about all the damage you've done to the cause of Christ. But he didn't do any of that. Instead, he reached out his hand to this man who'd been reduced to nothing, who found himself at the lowest point of his life, and the first two words he spoke were, Brother Saul. The first words that Saul of Tarsus heard from the mouth of a fellow believer were, Brother Saul. Ananias prayed with Saul. Saul regained his sight. Ananias took him and baptized him, and Saul was filled with the Holy Ghost. The transformation of Saul of Tarsus into Paul the Apostle had begun, and it began with those two warm words, Brother Saul. Twenty-five years later, in Acts 22, Paul's telling a large crowd in Jerusalem the story of his conversion, and he remembers that moment. He said, And one Ananias, a devout man according to the law, having a good report of all the Jews which dwelt there, came unto me and stood and said unto me, Brother Saul, he never forgot. In 21st century Christianity, we need a renewal of that kind of welcoming love towards believers in our own church, believers in churches that don't practice exactly like we do, believers in Christian groups other than our own, and believers we've never even met. Christian, Jesus said, By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you. So dear Christian, stay.